Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are here with me, tuning in to Brandy J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with the next level. What's up, everybody? (laughs) So happy that you're here. I have something I want to share with you. What is that, Brandy? Okay, you pull my leg. (laughs) Special guest Deshaun Whipple's in the building. I don't even want to keep talking about it. I just want to do this. Deshaun, are you ready? Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to my show. This is Brandy J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with. Um, today I have here with me, co-founder of Urban Embodiment and The Whip Show, The Whip It Show, Deshaun Don't Kill Me. <laughs> Man, you messing with me already. You done more worked on this in the beginning. Look how you do me, girl. Go ahead. Do your thing, man. <laughs> it don't work well under pressure. It's like, no. <laughs> Yes, I have Mr. Deshaun Whipple here today. Uh, as you can see, great energy. So I'm really happy to be here, for him to be here today and me to be here with him so we can um, show you guys how to have a good time on a podcast, right, Deshaun? Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Brandy, for having me on your show today. I really do appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys stay safe out there, the listeners. And I hope you're staying safe as well, Brandy. Yes, yes, I am, definitely. Yes, and just wanting everybody else to, you know, to do to do the same. So I'm really ha- I'm stoked to have you here, and I definitely I want the listeners to like um, get to know you and know uh, how to, you know, just can you just tell us like what you do and what you're about and how you got started? Okay, um, well I go by the shop Whip Dog Whipple. I am 39. Well, I guess I can go ahead and say it now because I'll be 40 in uh, a week. So 40 years old, I'm trying to hold on to that 39, you dig? But I'm 40 years old from Detroit, Michigan area. Um, I'm a former pro wrestler, which is why I have my podcast called the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders Podcast, AKA The Whip Show, with my partner, Daryl Pace. But I also run a company called Urban Embodiment um, with my co-founder, Lakeisha Copley. In Urban Embodiment, we, uh, our topic is bringing people together via social activities. We started doing speed dating events. Uh, we do small business expos. We do parties. We do bus trips, a little bit of everything, just trying to bring people together. So uh, that's a little bit about my background. I do a lot of other stuff, but primarily those are the main two things I get into right now. Okay, cool. So what, um, you're pro wrestling, so what were those days like, and when, when did that start for you? Ah, yes. Well, many, many moves ago, <laughs> I was trained way back in 2000. Yeah, I would say about 2000, 2001, uh, from a trainer here in the Michigan area called the Canadian Destroyer, Doug Chevalier. He's passed on now, rest in peace. Um, and I've always been a big wrestler fan. Ever since I was a little guy, like I said, I was from the Detroit area, so uh, we had the Pontiac Silverdome's WrestleMania three here back in 87. 93,000 fans, and I was one of those 93,000 fans. Hulk Hogan <laughs> against Andre the Giant. At that point, uh, I was hooked, you dig, at seven. And it, it, because seeing such big guys with even bigger personalities 
as a seven-year-old child, it drew me in. You know, we all know about Hulkamania and everything. So after that, as I got older, I decided, you know what? I want to be a wrestler. My mama thought I was crazy, but <laughs> I went on. I got trained, like I said, with Canadian Destroyer. And after about six months of training, had my first match. I was terrible, but I still enjoyed it. And literally, like I said, I've been blessed with that because I got to wrestle for many, many years. Um, I wrestled some of the greats in history of wrestling. Uh, Marty Jannetty, who was a former tag team partner, Shawn Michaels. Wrestled King Carl Bundy, uh, who wrestled Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 2, by the way. Uh, wrestled Sabu, who was from part of the old ECW wrestling. But I've also made a lot of good partnerships and friendships, uh, which is why I was able to lead into doing my own podcast. Uh, I've actually been, I've had a trial with the WWE. I've been an extra before for them multiple times. So I must say, I've always enjoyed it. I had a great time. You know, I met some great people. My catchphrase was, what's my name? So if I said, what's my name? Fast said, with dog. I mean, so I had a great time. I met some great people and I still love it. And from time to time, I still uh, MC and host local shows here. Uh, obviously, because of the pandemic and everything, we haven't been able to have any live wrestling action uh, with fans. But yeah, from time to time, I still do shows, a whole show for them. Wow, that's awesome. Well, what was your favorite, um, who was your favorite wrestler? It was Hulk Hogan. It was the red yellow, man. It was Hulk yeah. Hogan because, uh, and it's funny, initially in my career, I wrestled as Mr. What's My Name, Whip Dog, and like I said, I did the whole Whip Dog thing, but later on, I actually adopted a Hulk Hogan style character called whip mania where I was like a black Hulk Hogan character. Literally. It was crazy. <laughs> and I actually got a picture. I got to meet Hogan dressed up as whip mania and got to meet Hogan. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Columbus, Ohio. So he was dope, man. Oh, that's epic right there. <laughs> you got him to dress up as, <laughs> as your character. I like that. I like that. I actually call him my dad. You know, on Father's Day, I always post him. So I ain't never met my daddy. He's my daddy. You dig? <laughs> That's what's up. Shout out to Hulk Hogan. Oh, man, I remember him, Macho Man, Randy Savage. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. We going to ignore that little uh, that little time in his life when he was doing a racial thing. He was going through some stuff. So we going to forgive him. You dig what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Hey, we are humans. We we uh, we uh fall short every day. But what absolutely, you do? Yeah, absolutely. We gonna, we, you know what I'm saying? Hogan, if you're out there listening, dog, I just saved you. So send me a couple dollars in my email or my PayPal. You dig? <laughs> Me too, me too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so I want to ask you more about um, urban uh, embodiment. And yes. you said that's like social events and bringing people together. Yeah, how was that? Because I can tell you're very, uh, you're very much like a people person. Like when you step in the room, you're like, if people are down, you're like, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I, I do like to entertain. It's funny how that started. Uh, my best friend, who was also my co-founder, Lakeisha Copeland, shout out to her, an amazing uh, businesswoman in her own right. Um, she had ideas for doing speed dating. Here in Detroit, I guess she had been to a couple of events, but primarily, and we're both uh, African-American, you dig? But she had been to a couple of speed dating events, and it wasn't a whole lot of us. You understand what I'm talking about? Not yeah. saying it's nothing wrong with interracial dating, but you know, sometimes you want to date something that looks like you. You know what I mean? So she started, had an idea to do a speed dating, and she reached out to me because she said she knows that I knew everybody. But I think even beyond that, she knows if you put batteries in my back, I'm gonna go. You know what I'm saying? 
So she reached out to me and said, let's do this. At this time, we're not really even over the body, but we're just, you know, doing the event. So we do the event. The event was very, very successful. Amazingly successful. And then one day we went to Applebee's to talk about how well the event went. Like, let's do some more stuff. And at that time, we started thinking about of a name that would uh, encompass us. Uh, obviously, urban, because we are African-American. And embodiment, because like I said, we wanted to bring people together. So we want to embody everything. Um, from there, we went from, like I said, doing speed date events. And like I said, those have been amazing. They're called Find a Bay Speed Dating. And we got multiple videos on YouTube and all over the internet with that. And we've even worked with the Detroit Pistons. Uh, we've worked with Arts Beats and Eats, which is the biggest Labor Day festival here in Michigan. We did speed dating with them. Uh, we've worked with the Detroit Tigers doing events. But it also progressed into us doing other things. Like I said, we do Christmas parties. We do pajama parties. We do small business expos. We actually have a really big one coming up um, in August out here in Michigan. Uh, we've expanded it outside the state. So not only doing stuff in the Michigan area, we also do stuff in Ohio. We plan to expand further uh, as the country opens up more and more, you know. So that's how that started. It was just an idea that people liked and we just started doing bigger and better things with. All right, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, I know like um, for most, when you're, you know, striving to, to do something, you know, and follow through, we, sometimes we come up against uh, obstacles. Oh, can you say what, what obstacles did you, did you face to, you know, to get to where you are now? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like anything that could have seemed like most people would have just said, I give up. Or you probably were like, no, we're going to truck through this and get there. I'm glad you asked that question. And again, guys, anybody listen to the show, uh, my seasonal sinus allergies are acting up. So if I sound a little nasally, you got to forgive me. But <laughs> one of the things that, I, and I'm a very big proponent on this when it comes to not just black business, but business in general. Um, one of the hiccups that we had is, you know, you start a business, you initially want all your friends to be a part of it. Support. Yeah. So we would be worried, like, man, we're doing this, but why are our friends, why did I share our page? Or why did I hit like? But then, and I know a lot of people, that discourages them. But one thing, we took a negative and made it a positive, realizing that, and, I, and I'll tell all business people this, whenever I speak, don't necessarily worry about trying to get your friends to do something for you, to, to share, like, They'll come around, but you got to remember, they know you as that little snot-nosed little tootie that was right. six years old in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So they might not understand your growth as a grown man or grown woman in your business uh, acumen. Go, so we had to change that thought process and worry about our friends doing it to saying, no, we're not going to be nervous. We're going to attack the whole world. I'm looking at your profile pic right now, and your hat says, change the world. Yeah. And that's what we had to think about. We had to think we're not just two people from Detroit. We have an idea that could go across the entire universe. There are single people everywhere. Yep. So long as there's single people, there's a need to connect some people, especially in the world we live in right now. So that's kind of one of the biggest things. And like I said earlier, we've been blessed. Uh, every time the news has something, we're always on the local news here. Uh, we've been on everybody's talk shows locally and nationally. So 
that was one of the first things, the biggest hiccups we first had, not word of, you know, the idea of all our friends would do it and stepping out of that comfort zone and saying, we're going to attack the whole world. Because you know what ends up happening later on? Your friends start following because they see everybody else doing it. Yep. Yep. Then they're like, shit, I know them. That's my dog. You're right. <laughs> you still got to pay $20 to get in, baby boy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> business. It's business. <laughs> but yeah, so that was one of the main things. And honestly, uh, you know, you have the other things such as uh, maybe a, a venue was booked and they double booked you. All little things. But one thing, because I am a very positive person, I consider myself an optimist. I try to stay as calm as I can in all situations to always make an alternative, if that makes sense. Yes, um, I totally. try not to let too much stuff hinder me mentally, you know. Um, I just go. If we have a mistake, we can fix it. I played football right. back in the day, and I always um, equate it to that. In football, there's a thing called an audible. That means the defense picked up on what you were doing on offense, so you got to switch it. You know what I'm saying? So I've always kind of held on to that in my life. So as far as the obstacles, we're pretty much able to just keep pushing. Now, the hard, another hard thing, obviously, trying to maintain a 40-hour a, a day job and do your business. But I tell everybody, if you love it, you ain't going to get tired of it. Right. I love that. That's that's my biggest thing. It's like anything I do, I want to make sure I want to love what I do. So, I mean, because who wants to do something every day that you don't really want to do? It's like miserable <laughs> you know what I mean so it's funny yeah. that you say that because I see people and people ask you like man how could you have so much energy you know you, you guys do this stuff in the backstage part of it but if you come out there you host the event you got so much energy or how can you stay up to 12 o'clock 1 o'clock responding to emails but like, it, like we just said if you love it it's not a job you're going to be at your day job thinking about what you really want to do which your, your personal business you know what I'm saying in my day job, there was many a days they hollered at me and talked to me about, hey, Deshaun, you know you can't be checking your email all day long on the work computer. And I'm like, look, baby, I got a million dollar dream. This gonna happen, you understand? Hey, that positive energy right there, yes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And I, I truly believe that positivity is all about our mind frame. And if you want something and it's it has to be in your mind. You have to want it, and you have to you you have to think positively, no matter what. Because I believe with that, you can have those things, even against the odds. What we go on, what goes on in the world. Some people fall victim to letting uh, the world tell them that you're not going to make it because of colored skin, or you're not going to this. And I'm I don't think that's very true. That could hold you back if you believe it. <laughs> right, I agree. But, yeah, and you're an yeah, example of that. And we definitely have to believe in ourselves. Like, and I'll, I'll share this quick story because it just literally happened probably roughly an hour ago. Uh, my mom is a minister. Um, she has traveled with missions all over the world. You know, I'm talking about Africa, South Africa, uh, Russia, everywhere. But she still has that slight trepidation. I understand that's human. But like she wrote a book, um, she has a radio show and she wrote a book uh, last year and did really well. And she has her second book out. And she was saying that she was wondering about who should write her forward. And I was telling her, our bishop, because nobody knows her progress more in the, her progress in spirituality than the bishop at the church. You understand? And she was saying that, oh, 
I thought about him, but I figured he'd be too busy, so I didn't want to ask him. And I told her, you got to get that out of your head. Because no matter who anybody is, they're still a person. No matter what level they're on, whether they're the CEO or they're yep. the janitor. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So when, when you do stuff, just like you're doing a podcast, we should feel comfortable. We can reach out to Obama or right. the guy to live next door. All they can yep. say is yes or no. We're still human. Everybody talks to everybody. You never know what somebody wants to do, but that that negative in our head can hinder us from progressing, from growing. You know what I mean? Yep. I love that you said that, and I love that you said Obama because that's yeah. exactly how how I feel. Like with my podcasting and all, I didn't just keep it simple in my head. I was like, hmm. The only thing that was between me and that, I was like, I wonder how I can get in touch with Obama. It wasn't. Yeah can't get Obama. I said, no, no, no. How do I get Obama is the question. <laughs> lead, me to, lead me the way. Point me in the right direction. I'll do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yep, yep. Because at some point, that person that we're trying to reach out to was where we were. Yeah. You know, and they had to, you know, so they, if they're human, they know. <laughs> and like you said, they're going to say yes. They're going to say no. Close mouth, don't get fed. <laughs> <laughs> and that applies to everything in life. It doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Everything. Everything. I think we hold our own self back. And we can't really blame it on anyone else, really. At least, at least if you didn't, especially if you didn't try. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you know, I, going back, like I said, like just like you have a podcast, just like my mom has a book. If you beat the street and you only sell your books to the people you know, did you really grow the world, though? You know what I'm saying? Like they already, not saying that they didn't learn from it, but they already know. They already know. But what about that guy that's at the corner, at the corner, kicking with them, kicking with that other person that's in a whole different uh, social uh, standing? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's when we really start expanding whatever we do. You know, just yeah. like both of us know Steve. Shout out to Steve Joyner. You know what I mean? Shout out to Steve. Bridge from somebody from Detroit and yourself in California. That's how it works. That 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 networking, that that bridge, that belief, that faith of what you do. Yep, for sure, for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, that's what I, he provided, you know, for me. That I don't know if I would have got, you know, been talking to you or or talked to half of the people that I've talked to, but I've made tremendous amount of friends, and and that's you know what I mean. And he just like you said, he just you know crossed that bridge, and it's like boom. And that's all it takes for all of if we all did that for each other. You know, because yeah. we all had, were there yeah. and we have that chance and how big we can grow and it could ch- change the world. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, because I don't feel holding stuff within, like, we have, with all cultures, all races, you know, it's kind of like we have to teach one another. We just can't keep yeah. things to ourselves if we want people. That's I think that's the problem now is, and that's this, this is all fear and people don't really know. And so we have to be willing to step out and show show them, you know, who we are or what, you know, to, to help. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with the way the world is now. Well, before we touch that, let's just talk about the social media influence right now that we have. We have an ability to touch anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my podcast analytics and I, obviously my numbers aren't like super Joe Rogan crazy, but it said one person in Ireland, one person in Germany and one person in New Zealand listen to it. I might have never had that opportunity 
If I would have just said, I'm not going to do a podcast, I'm not going to do Urban Embodiment, I'm not going to do the whip show. You know what I'm saying? So who's right. to say that one cat in Ireland didn't like it and he tells somebody else? And two years from now, they want to bring the show to Ireland to do a live broadcast. You never know unless you try. Exactly, exactly. I, I tripped off of that too. I looked at my analytics and then I saw, and it broke it down. I was like, dude, somebody's over there listening to me, you know, you know, like in New Zealand. And, and then I went on this other uh, hosting app where I do live shows and those people from, I, somebody called me from Iran. He was a teacher because I, I teach. And so he was te- he teaches uh, them to English there. And he actually like, let me get on the phone and let them, you know, try to speak, you know, their English. And I I was just tripping out and then somebody from Italy and then I, I went in my son's room. I said, I said, I felt like I just traveled all over the world in the last hour, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's, that's awesome. Um, I want to ask you, so do you have... And, and this is uh, geared towards um, the social, what you do with urban embodiment and everything. Do you have any funniest moments, things that you're just like, oh my God, that just happened. But it was, you know, maybe embarrassing or funny, just funny. Well, because I'm pretty much an open book. So I actually like to be as silly as possible because if it makes people feel comfortable, I have no problem doing it. That comes from my wrestling background. You know, I mean, think about it. We put ourselves out there wrestling type. So, you know what I'm saying? We don't get too much embarrassed or anything. <laughs> I'm say a funny story. There's a um, a place outside of Detroit, probably about 100 miles outside of Detroit called Lansing. It's our state capital. And up that, we did that for speed dating up there. And that one was primarily uh, Caucasian American. You know what I'm saying, mostly. But it was funny because... There was this one young lady that was 68 years old. Was part of speed dating. Our normal median is probably like 28 to 44 or something like that. But she was 68. And so she comes in. Now, my girlfriend is there because she actually lives in Lansing. She's trying to help us out with it or whatever. But the 68-year-old lady comes in, looks around, and first tells me a story about she went to one other speed date on a cruise. But she said she didn't like it because the guys was too corny. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, fine, fine, whatever. So we get there. Now, there was like 15 ladies, only 14 guys. So she had a break. She tries to sit me. So I sit down. I usually talk to the people if there's like, uh, the numbers aren't even. So me and her are talking. And she's really like shooting her shot at me. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so by the way, my girlfriend is over there. She was like, what? <laughs> you got a girlfriend? Well, get up. Go. Bye. Bye. Okay, fine. fine. <laughs> so as the night goes on, she's she been having some drinks, so she's really feeling good now. When she goes and tells us she had a good time, she enjoyed it. But she's like, you know, obviously I was older than everybody. I didn't think I probably won't be with anybody. So the way we do it is the people can work if they look like a person. They give it to us, and then we email them within 48 hours who was interested in her. Interested in them. So she emails us after 24 hours and says, oh, well, I guess nobody liked me because I didn't get an email yet. So my partner follows up and does the email responses. Three dudes actually did want to interact with this 68-year-old young lady. Wow. So she actually ended up, I don't, I don't know how far it went after that. You know, we don't we didn't get an update. But yeah, <laughs> she ended up meeting a dude that was like 37, uh, 44, and a guy that was 50. But it actually go with the flow because, like I said, she said she was going to cruise. Those guys were corny. 
And she said she came to Steve Dayton. And, and forgive me for laughing at this, but the way she said it was funny. She said she came to Steve Dayton because only two years before that, her husband died. Now that wasn't the funny part. The funny part was she was like, yeah, he was seven years younger than me, so he was he wasn't he was too old for me. So I need somebody <laughs> younger than that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, so those events like that, we always get at least one character. <laughs> we always get at least one character coming through. But again, even with that, we tell people all the time, we enjoy the fact that they decided to step out on faith and try something different than these people. Because the whole dating world is different anyway. You know what I'm saying? So completely. Yeah. I'd be glad that people come out and try something different. Yeah, for sure. That's funny. <laughs> I feel like I'm young. <laughs> right, he was too young for him. <laughs> like, wow, okay. I mean, he was too old for him, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? At some point, he was young young enough, and then he got became too old. So, yeah. yeah, even though she was seven years older than him, he was too old for him. I'm like, okay, lady. Okay, around. <laughs> right, you did. She probably um, still somewhere shooting her shot at somebody. Okay. She, thought she got game. She got some game there, okay? Nice. She said, that okay. proves I just said, she said she went on that by herself. Wow. Because she likes to have that much fun and she just enjoyed life. I'm like, wow, but that's what's up. And even with that, I remember telling my partner, like, that's really dope. She is not letting her age, she is not letting, waiting on nobody stifle her life. You know exactly. what I mean? And that was, even that, because I, I, I've always been a firm believer that you could pick up lessons from people all the time. Pick up little gems all the time for people. Oh yeah, for sure. So I felt like I, even that was a little gem. We tried to sell this event, and I'm picking up all life lessons from that lady, man. Right. Yep. That's why I say we can always, no matter what age, we can all learn something from somebody. You know, no matter what age. Wow. Okay. So, um, you there? Yep. I'm here. Okay. Because I know sometimes I know you know you podcast sometimes with the, uh, sometimes things happen. <laughs> like they have audio. For sure, for sure. <laughs> um, so where else do you see urban embodiment going in the future? Like what plans, do you have any like plans you wanna like, add on to it? Well, I, I do think, like I said, the five year growth, I really think is something that could go across the country. Cause the way um, we also uh, started the actual singles portion, we have, a Facebook group called Singles Dating in Detroit. It has over 2,000 members. So that kind of gives us a base of people to already throw events with. Uh, we started, then we went on to do Singles Dating in Lansing, Singles Dating in Toledo. So the way we would do that with the mobilization of Facebook, we would have five years from now, a singles dating in each specific uh, area or region that we do. We had Singles Day in Detroit, which has 2,000 members. We went on to have a Singles Day in Lansing and in Ohio. So what we'll do with the mobilization of Facebook, we'll have a Singles Dating Facebook group in each region. So what we do is these people already talk, they already interact daily in that social media platform. So by the time we come there to do events, people are already geeked up. They're talking about it. They wave the flag. Because no matter, when you do events that deal with the public, it ain't us. We might be the people in the front, but it ain't us. It's the people that come to the events. They're, they're the ones 
that wave the flag. They're the ones that make it real. So I really do think what we got going on, because like I said, we don't just do singles events. We do parties, we do bus trips, we do business expos. Uh, we do all types of things. And that's things that we can take across the whole country. For sure. I love it. That's so awesome. And you like have something that, because you know, when you start a business, uh, I guess you uh, check and see what's already out there, what you're up yes. against. And yes. I can't really, I can't really say that I know it might be something similar, like in the same uh, you know, category, but I've not seen anything with such great energy and, you know, and as, as yours is. Because you know. people try to say, well, what makes your singles thing different than Match.com or Tinder? And I said the actual personal live, live interaction with people. Um, if you would just see our singles group that we have on Facebook, these people went from being a singles dating group to a singles dating community. And when I say that, because they ended up, you know what I'm saying, some of them have, have garnered business relationships, friendships, because they all were in the same boat, they were single. So even if they didn't become uh, dating partners, there were so many platonic relationships that started. So if we can get people to do that, the world will change. Because then you got people doing what? Enjoying each other, liking each other more, and everybody's not standoffish against each other, against people they don't know. You understand what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes, for, def for definitely. Yeah, I think that's so awesome. Like something like you would think like, you won't have you don't have to actually go do too much to bring people together you don't have to actually like have like okay i want to bring these cultures or races together you can do something just like this you know what i mean that is a social and then social like you said that's like the key word there you have you know for to bring people together social and this right here has brought so many people probably of all cultures and races together oh it, it's, it's a dating thing yeah and other things it's grew amazing. out of it it's amazing. And we, like I said, we purposely called it urban, like I said before, because we want you to know who you're going to see in front of you when you come yeah. to these events. Exactly. But we also, and I, I tell people this all the time, I, I, this might sound bad, but I got to say it. I understand the term black business, but I actually prefer the term a business that happens to be black. Like the that. only reason I say that is because I think sometimes we just say black business, we stifle ourselves and say that's the only dollar we can get. You dig yeah. what I'm saying? But if we're a business that happen to be black, yes, we're urban. We are black. So you cut off stuff. You don't see two black people in front of you, but anybody can come. If you're single, you can come. If, you wanna, if you're not single, if you want to go on a bus trip to put in Bay, Ohio, or you want to go on a trip to New York, anybody can come, not just African-American people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's more of an inclusive thing. You know what I'm saying? Sounds more opening and more inviting. Black business just sounds kind of like stern, like it's black business, okay? You feel me? You you feel what I'm saying? I've always felt like that. Like I I understand it, but I don't think we should. I, it's just not my. You know what I'm saying? Because I think if we just say we're just a black business, then do the Pistons only deal with us in February for Black History Month? You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> if we're a business that happens to be black, they can rock with us anytime. You know what I'm saying? I just think it makes it. A, a smoother uh, transition. Yeah, I love it. I love it, actually. And I mean, sadly, you know, <laughs> not sad, you have to say that, but I mean, this is the world we live in, and yeah. and it's like, hey, by the way, Black Mervin, yeah. and if you like that, come on down. We we'll have you. We'll take you. <laughs> right, right, right. It's up. Heads up. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, 
Yeah, yeah. I like how you took a, something and then turned it into like a positive. You know, you didn't like let it uh, like hinder or anything like that. Yeah, for sure. You like for sure. we'll just switch it around a little bit. There you go. You got very creative with that. I like that to show. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what is your sign? I am a Cancer. A Cancer. Okay, okay. So your birthday is coming. Okay, yeah. Okay. I was asking because um your energy and everything. I have to check that out. I'm Capricorn. So okay. Okay. yeah. Like, yeah, that's similarities. I gotta check into that. <laughs> okay, thing, girl. I'm not totally hip to all the horoscopes, like I know a lot of people are, but I, I do know some of the stuff is legit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not like way into it, but I just like, like the whole Capricorn thing. I'm like, well, this is a lie. I don't know, this shit sounds kind of right to me. <laughs> the only thing I don't like is when they say cancers are emotional. Cause I'm not emotional, so then I start crying. Cause they are not emotional. <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? If I cry, it's not because I'm a cancer. Cause I'm just mad. <laughs> You're like now I'm emotional. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's your fault. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so funny. Okay, so is there? And this is just in in general with you and and your vision and th and you just because you seem like when you come up with something you you follow through you're like i'm gonna try that and, and i like that attitude is there anything you want to do that that's like way out of the the norm like you know how some people have that that one's like secret thing you like i've always wanted to do this <laughs> you know it's funny you said that and that's one thing i will say about me um and not to toot my horn too too but <laughs> no but seriously I've been blessed that everything I ever wanted to try in life, I pretty much did. Um, like I said, I, I wanted to be a wrestler. I gave it a shot. Um, I was on a reality show for VH1 many years ago. I lost in the first round, so I don't talk about it much. But I did that. Uh, TV, acting, I did a lot of that other stuff. So pretty much everything I've ever wanted to try, I've at least tried it. Um, I have a godson who's 14 now. I try to teach him the same thing. And even with us, um, a lot of our Urban embodiment ideas, I don't tell people this, but a lot of times the ideas are my partner's ideas. But once she puts it in the air, I figure out way to, ways to implement it. Um, she had an idea to do a mobile bartender battle. We did one of those last year. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the mobile bartender thing. It's where people can just rent a bartender to come to your event instead of actually having it at a uh, bar or something, you know. And we had a competition where we had 10 different local mobile bartenders battle out for a trophy and a prize at the end of the night. You know what I'm saying? So to, to answer your question, I don't know if I have anything that I think is so out the box that I can't do or whatever. But if it is something out there and somebody comes up with something, I believe that it's a way to do it. Because I don't think there's no thing, anything that you can't do. And I stand on that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's all about your, you and um, your, your mindset. Yeah. Totally, totally. Okay. So, Deshaun, if there was a song, a title of a song that could describe you and your life, what would that be? That's a good question. <laughs> Back in my wrestling days, this, this actually was my theme song. And every so often, I still play it to geek myself up. I don't know how, it, it might be obscure now. Back then, it was kind of popular. But Lupe, Lupe Fiasco had a song called Superstar. And the way the song went, he said, if you are what you say you are, a superstar will have no fear the camera's here. 
that was that that was that line right there. I think pretty much applies to me because in my mind, you can't tell me that I'm not good at what I do. You know what I'm saying? And, and I used to have this little thing I used to say about myself. I'm, I'm probably not as good as I think I am, but I'm better than I get credit for. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's right. a good way to keep myself uh, level and balanced. But I've always been like that. I know what I am. I'm confident in what I do, what I can bring to the table. If you put the lights on me, I like it even more. That's what's up. I like you. <laughs> well, thank you. You got me over here blushing. I wish it was on video. You can see it. You got a chocolate <laughs> turned red. <laughs> Girlfriend, sorry, I don't, you don't have to worry. I'm just saying, like, you got a good guy there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, cool, 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 cool. Oh. <laughs> okay, um, so I don't know if you still wanted to possibly briefly touch on the, you know, issues today, but maybe this could carry over into it. What message do you remember as a child, you know, that you received growing up that you could say is why you are where you are today? And how you've lived? Well, that, that's actually a really good question. There, I usually don't get stumped, but I might have got stumped by that one. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I will say this: I don't know if it was a, a straight-up message, but I think it was just watching how my mom moved. That's why it's kind of funny that sometimes she doesn't see how strong she is. My mother was a single mother from Detroit, and one of the most known hoods slash ghettos in the Detroit area. You dig it from back in Benwick, shout out to them. And from a single, like I said, single mother. But growing up, I never knew I was from the ghetto. I didn't realize I lived in the hood till I moved out of there. And that's a <laughs> testament to her. You know what I'm saying? And I say that to say that even growing up, we did a lot of things. We were going to Cedar Point, which is a huge amusement park. We went to Kings Island. We went to uh, Canada. We went all over, all over. So even that I came from a certain situation, from a single mother in the ghetto, I still did it all, even as a little dog. You see what I'm saying? So I, I don't know if it was a certain uh, 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 catchphrase or anything somebody taught me, but I think just watching how she moved and also seeing her being a strong woman. You know, I'm not knocking ladies, but I see sometimes people are are weak. You're not necessarily weak, but they allow certain things to happen to them because of their need for love from others. But, I mean, she always stood on her, on her 10. You know what I'm saying? She stood on her 10 toes, man, and she was really strong. And I think it helped me grow as a person, even seeing that, because I was like, if she could do it, I could do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, that, and that's, that's why I say that. Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that's the best. So that's the best I can say. That just, you know, growing up, seeing that no matter where, you, where you're from, there's no limitations. You know right. what I'm saying? You know, I, I, like I said, I'll be 40, meaning I was born in the 80s. We saw all these TV shows. And now to be able to, like I said, I've wrestled people that I saw on TV growing up. I've interviewed people that I saw on TV growing up. Uh, I've been places that you didn't think coming from where I came from, you should go to. So, yeah, that, I think that was the most uh, telling and thing that taught me anything growing up. Yeah, it's like Biggie's song, Sky's the Limit. 
Yeah, yeah, that's my jam right there too. <laughs> I know, right? I was thinking the other day, I was like, and the sky is everywhere. So if, if you can see it, then you can get there. So uh, uh -huh. no matter where you are. Yeah, for sure. And I said messages too, because, um, you know, I, I also, I did a show talking about messages and, um, and because I believe that what we learn and we hear when we are younger maps out kind of what our belief, uh, what, how we live our lives and where we get to as we're older, you know, and I try to, just like shed a little light on that for people not saying they that all these situations obviously are not right but like hate is taught you learn that then people don't just wake up and be like i'm gonna hate of the whole world and hate black people and just like whenever you know what i mean these are messages that we receive and so that's why i was asking what message did you because you know um you know so, obviously you didn't receive a message of, of you know what i mean like like that everybody perceives something differently but it it starts when we are younger who we become and you know sometimes people change because life shows them that 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 wasn't the correct message but deep down and in all you get you know what i mean you carry that with you and it kind of maps out and designs the so person who you are now you just made me think of something like you were just talking about hate in the messages it's funny you saying that uh, especially as we got the Black Lives Matter and everything going on right now. Um, I used to work many years ago at a CVS. Uh, I think it was called Arbor Joyce at the time. I don't remember. But either, either way. Um, and like I said, being a big wrestling fan, a couple of my coworkers, we, we were ordered a wrestling pay-per-views back in the day. So you're talking about probably about 95, 94. Um, yeah, about 94, 95, 96. So I went over to my, my uh, one of the coworkers was black, two of them were black, the other, but the supervisor was a white gentleman. Um, and he actually adopted the black young man. So we would go over there to watch the pay-per-views, correct? So we were over there watching it, and they had a little daughter, the supervisor, and she could have been one or two years old. And she used to say things when we were around like, man, why are all these black people here? You know what I mean? Or little things like that. Keep in mind, she's one or two. Now, he never said this to us. We were working, obviously. But just like you talked about hate being a learned thing, where would that young lady have even heard things like that to say? Yep. You dig what I'm saying? Yep. Fast forward her at one years old saying that stuff, even if she don't know what she's saying or understand it, it's becoming embedded in her head. So she's 10, where is she at? She's 15, where is she at? 20, where is she at? You know what I mean? What was going on in that household when we worked there? What was being said? Yep, that tells a whole, whole lot. And that's what we're seeing before us right mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I, I teach, and I remember uh, one time, uh, it was actually a, a black child, and he was like, and the other child he was talking to, he was white, but actually, and that's a whole other thing, he wasn't just white, he was black and white, but he just had a whole lot of white features. You would think he's white, but yeah. I knew he wasn't. Mom was black. And he was like, in his face, he's like, you white, you white boy, you white. He was just giving it. He was saying with conviction, like you white. And I, you know, I went over there. I was like, um, I had to break it down to him. I said, like, what, 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 what's going on here? And why are you saying, uh, you know, like, why are you saying that to him? And then, you know, I, I didn't want the boy to feel like something's wrong with him. So I had to explain. I, I didn't just stop it. I, I taught a lesson. It was a teaching moment. But I went back at home. And I thought about it. I was like, the way he was saying it, I said that. That he hears that from somewhere that the the anger, yeah. you know what I mean, that was behind it, like you white boy. That's something you're right. hearing at home, and you don't even know why you're you're, you know what I mean. Yeah. 
saying that to him. And I was like, you got to be careful what we, the, anything, the slightest things we say around kids, because they'll pick up on it. We might not see it as, you know, it's not that serious, but they take it and they run with it, you know? Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is true. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So yeah, that's why, you know, I always bring, I try to bring that up more for people, because it's like, think about it now, and maybe you'll catch it, catch yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. For sure. But, um I uh, completely really enjoy, you know, having having you on here and being able to to talk about what you do and and, and also bring you know bring it together what what's going on you know yeah, like in, sure. in life now and it shows through what you do the type of person and that's what I want to do is where, whatever I do and I stand stand behind I want it to, my work to show who I am absolutely you know so and i and that that i can see you know through what through what you do and um yeah i love your positive energy and positive energy is contagious just like negativity is yep positivity yep. is too so if people keep that in mind it might help people just be positive it can change Real something see it's funny you said that it made me think of something there's like because there's a young gentleman in our uh because of our events he's a in our singles group as well and he's 44 years old, and how can I, he, all, you know, he is a bit of a, 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 a nerdy type of guy, but there's nothing wrong with that. There are a lot of women that like nerdy guys, but for what you just said about the positive energy, that's one thing I, he called me the other day, was like, man, I think uh, most of the women around in our group or whatever, they only like guys with a lot of money or, uh, uh, you know, uh, two degrees and all this stuff, and I was letting them know, you're already killing yourself as far as meeting somebody because you don't have faith in yourself. And I was trying to tell him, when you wake up every day, if you do nothing more, after you brush your hair and you put your little stuff on, look at that mirror and tell yourself, I'm that guy. It sounds corny, but if you do that every single day, somebody is going to feel your energy. Yep. Because <laughs> you start walking that walk, put your head up, put your back straight. Somebody you know? gonna feel your energy, bruh. And you won't be sitting, you know, but you already, because you don't feel good, totally feel yourself, you already try to make excuses why these women won't like you. Yep. Why even saying anything to them. Yep, that is very much true. Because if we don't believe it, then how are we gonna expect somebody else to? <laughs> exactly. exactly. How, how is that woman gonna feel you could be a leader and lead her if you, you know what I'm saying, can barely don't want to lead yourself? exactly because women we like it we like confidence we don't like uh you know overly like you know what i mean just like there's always a fine line <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but it's very much true it's very i think on, on both sides i agree uh men like it too i agree i i, I totally agree you know that's why and since we talking we talking uh like here in detroit i used to always say detroit got some of the flyest big fellas and big ladies but the reason why i say that is because the swag that some of us have here is so heavy. People rock with them. The outer shows through the, the inside shows outward, if that makes sense. You know what I'm yep. saying? Like that exactly. energy is there. That's why you can have somebody like Jill Scott and everybody loves her. Everybody is probably sliding her inbox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she's beautiful. But that yeah, you know, in like, all her, both that the outward beauty, but that inner beauty, both of the shows. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I see that with even with the fellas too. So, like I said, just stand on your your ten toes, man. Be confident in who you are. Yep, you yep. the world. 
I love that you said that. I love it because I get hear people and they say like, you know, stuff like that. Like, how did that person get? And right. I can even see it. You know what I mean? And I'm not no hater. If there's some stuff is beautiful, it's beautiful. And I even see it. I was like, she's bad. I was like, and I know the reason why she's bad because she's owning that shit. You know what I'm saying? That she know it. And that's what makes her even, I've seen some amazing, I'm giving an example. There was this episode, I was watching a, a reality show. It was, uh, it was called Love, Love and Hip Hop. Okay. There was big girls, really big. But okay. the, and she had a smaller dude. And people were like, what, what, what? And I said, I don't know. I said, but she can't, she don't know she did. She's not acting like she fat. You know what I mean? Her, her mentality, is she knows she's worth something. You know what I mean? And she's yeah, she loves herself. And I said, you, you get it, girl. She didn't have to do anything less or more than a, a smaller size woman did just because she was her, her size coming on sizes. You know what I mean? And you never know. People like different things. So it is what it is. Up for everybody. <laughs> yep. 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 I love it. I love it, Deshaun. <laughs> that's that's what's up. Well, Deshaun, before we, because um, I definitely want you to let everybody know, uh, reiterate, reiterate where they could find everything, anything, Deshaun Whipple. But do you have anything you want to put out there in the air or to to people out here? Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. Well, definitely, guys. First of all, to you, Brady. Thank you for having me on your show. I had a great time. I really did enjoy myself. But also, guys, you can check me out. Follow us at Urban Embodiment on Facebook. Just put in Urban Embodiment 313. We're also on Instagram at Urban Embodiment. Um, if you want to bring us to your town, we'll bring Speed Date or any of our events to your town. Just hit us up. Check us out. You can email us at UrbanEmbodiment313 at gmail.com. Also, if you're a wrestling fan and you want to hear some interviews with some of the top guys in the pro wrestling world, WWE, NWA, WCW, AEW, whatever. All you got to do, you can hear us on any podcast platform, put in the Wrestling Heroes and Insiders podcast, a.k.a. The Whip Show. You can check us out. Yes, thank you so much. And you heard it right here, people, on Voice to be Reckoned With, the next level, Deshaun Whipple. And I'm pretty sure he's going to return. <laughs> Sounds good to me. If I'm invited, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Second pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. And until next time, this is Brandy J. Singleton, a voice to be reckoned with the next level. Peace. All right. Take care. <laughs>